0: Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this great privilege that you have given unto us once again to come before you and to learn your word. Our prayer is that you would speak unto us this day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bible there with you, I will ask that you kindly turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 4 and from verse 1. And we will be reading the first seven verses. In this chapter today we are looking at a very perfect example of a father and that is our heavenly father now note that when I use the word father to refer to us as humans I'm using it in a generic sense to mean parents and that's the Greek word Pater plural form pateras can mean fathers or father and mother so let's read the book of Galatians chapter 4 and from verse 1 to 7 now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth not from his servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth a son, made of a woman, made under the law. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth, you see the second sent forth there, the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Before we look at this text in some details, I have a quick question, and my question is Does anyone of us know why we call God Father or our Heavenly Father? Simple, right? Because He is our Father, our spiritual Father. And Jesus made reference to it that He is our Father. So we have fathers in the flesh, but He is our Heavenly Father. And I believe we have many things to learn from Him as Father. God has been Father. Before any of us will think of becoming a father. So we have a great deal to learn from God. Now, in this teaching, the focus is not to think us through the properties of God as father. Now, I trust God to help us look into this in a different series. Because I believe we can learn a lot about parenting from God. We can also learn about parenting from the discipleship approach of Jesus Christ. And also from the guidance and counsel of the Holy Spirit. As well as from many more examples of parenting in the scriptures but we will leave that for when God allows us to visit that however today two things I'm trusting God to help us draw out from the text we have just read and the topic which I have called dear fathers father like your heavenly father first path I want us to learn from is the stages of God's dealing with his children you realize that from the text we read in the old testament he gave the law and then he sent his son and lastly, he sent the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in John fourteen twenty six. The second thing I want us to learn from the Father, our Heavenly Father, is his approach. So you see, tell, show, do. And this is what many people have called the anatomy of good instruction. With the law, he told us his ways. In Christ, he showed us his way. And through the Holy Spirit, He guides us in His way. Are you with me now? So we are going to learn from God's method and God's approach to raising kingdom heirs. And if you will recall the text we read from Galatians chapter four, verse one to seven, it ended by seven by saying, "And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ." So how did it happen that a child became a heir? Just looking at that passage, you see what God did to bring a child from a child that was initially a servant to a son who is a heir of God. You see, if we look at that text closely, we see God's dealing with the children of Israel and primarily mankind described. And there are three distinct stages that we can see. First, a stage in which the heir of the kingdom was a child during this stage. Is not different from a servant, the Bible says. But rather, it's placed under schoolmasters, tutors, and governors until an appointed time by the father when they are transformed into sons. So there must be a time of transformation. Now, this illustration was given by Apostle Paul about God's dealing with the children of Israel during the Mosaic era. First came the law, which contained do's and don'ts. Rules on how they would live their lives. And referring to the Old Testament, the Mosaic Law, which though was profitable, they did not fully understand. They never understood the profit that was daring, they simply learned to obey. They were taught and trained by tutors and governors, that is, the law itself, who would see to it that they follow it and adhere to it strictly. And this maintained them in a state of control similar to what a child under tutors and governors would experience are you with me now so during this time god desired to write the laws in their hearts not on tablets of stones that they may learn his law but they couldn't bear it also during this time god taught them through positive and negative experiences whenever they flaunted the rules god disciplined them and when they called upon the name of the Lord, he answered them and delivered them. You will see this in Psalm chapter 107, from verse 1 to the end. So, during this period, they learned through instruction, through the laws, until the New Testament, when God sent his son. All mankind, the whole race of Adam, were until the incarnation of Christ, as children. Because during those periods, there was a want of the knowledge of God, and there was feebleness in the intellect of the people About the things of God. Their condition at the time, the Bible described as being under the laws of nature. They were under ceremonies such that they were not better than servants under the control of a taskmaster. So understand what the Holy Spirit is telling us here from what Brother Paul said in verse one to verse three. Number one, that the heir, as long as he is a child, now a child they are referring to is like an infant or someone underage who does not know the right from the left. Are you with me now? So that child is not different from a servant, that is a slave, because he is not at his own disposal. He cannot perform anything on his own, but through the help of his legal representative, that is his guardian. And so even if he has anything in while he is still a child, he is under tutors and governors is under instruction and training and during this time it does not fully understand why it simply obeys are you following me now so then the bible say children are under the elements of this world what it's, the scripture is referring to there is that their instruction is based on elementary lessons of outward things in this world that they can interact with we prevent them from doing something but the reason and the purpose is not known Does that make sense to you at all so you will see what god began to do as he treated that child that is yet without full understanding so you see that childhood is a period of subjection is a period of instruction is a period of discipline just like god dealt with the children of israel the same way as they were subject unto the laws the Bible says they were subject to the elements of this world. What Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 and 20 calls the rudiments of this world. The elementary things of this world. The ordinances or if you can call them rules such as touch not, taste not and do not. After the commandments and doctrines of men. And the Bible says this indeed even at that time they have a show of wisdom. But as Paul the Apostle explained later he said there are foreshadows of things to come. So how does this impact us in parenting? When we look at what our Heavenly Father did in the first phase, in the first stage of making kingdom heirs, that is heirs of God, it took them through, at a time in which they do not have understanding, it took them through a period of teaching, guidance through the laws, through regulations, through things that they can interact with. And what we can learn from this is that there is a time in the lives of our children that we have to be all hands on deck. Means do's and don'ts are the order of the day. The instructions we give to them, the disciplines that come from flowing them, all these are the order of the day during this period. Now, it is possible that they may not understand fully all that we are asking them to do. And the reason is because they do not have the capacity to understand Are you with me now? So I will leave that there and come to verse 4 and verse 5 of our text, which comes to the second phase, the second stage. So the scripture says in verse 4, but when the fullness of time was come, can you see that here? God, now the same God that gave the law. Remember I gave the law to Moses. God, our father, sent forth his son. Are you with me now? Made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. So you see, our God, at the fullness of time, when it was ripe for man to come to the understanding, in the program of God, the father, he decided that it was time that the child under that tutelage come to knowledge. And what did he do? God decided to come to the world to show man how to live. Are you with me now? So it was God who came to the world to show man. And he sent his only begotten son, who is God to show man how to live and this Christ that is sent to the world is a perfection of all that he was telling them even before the time that he was sent are you following me please so jesus christ needed to say in matthew chapter 5 verse 17 to 20 that think not that i am come to destroy the law or the prophets i am not come to destroy i am come to what fulfill and say for verily i say unto you Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. So you see there that Jesus Christ came as a fulfillment of the law. So the instruction was given, they did not understand it fully. But now God gave himself in form of man to show them an example and to show them the perfection of the instruction that they got earlier through the law. Are you following me now? And so Jesus Christ said, whosoever shall break one of these least commandments was he told them in the law and shall teach men so it shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, but whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was putting emphasis on the fact that the law must still be fulfilled. However, the perfect way the law can be fulfilled is through the son because he is the law fulfilled. Are you still following me please? He said further, he said, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, what is he saying there? Now the scribes and Pharisees were the keeper and they abide by the dictates of the law to the letter. Now, what is the righteousness that I see there of the scribes and Pharisees? The one that is a fulfillment of the law, the one that is a perfection of the law. That is the one that is in Christ. So while it seems that God moved us from the law to Christ, there is no abolition of the law, but the focus at this point is now not external, but it's in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus declares to us that he has come to make the law perfect, to fulfill the law and not to abolish the law. Jesus Christ is the full embodiment of all that is intended in the law. The Bible says to redeem them that are under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. From this, we see what the father did. He sent the son that we might receive the adoption of sons, that we might become sons. So remember how we were living before. But with coming of Christ, we are redeemed from the law. Remember what we said about the law. It was a schoolmaster. He points out our faults, our shortcomings. Now the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, as, that as many that received him, that is, received the son, Jesus Christ, he, God, gave them the power To become the sons of God. Now you are beginning to make connection now. That the way to become a son. Is by receiving Christ. Is by anchoring on Christ. And no longer anchoring. On those external things. But by anchoring on Christ. Those external things will be fulfilled. Because Christ. Is a fulfillment of those laws. Am I confusing you? So what the scripture is saying here. Is that as many. That come unto Christ. Upon receiving Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior at salvation, a power is given. Now, this was the power that was not there with the law. Because people that were under the law had no power. They had no capability. But here, the scripture is saying, we now have power to become the sons of God. And this power is the power to say no to Satan. It's to say no to sin, Is to overcome the world. Now, as sons born of God, the Bible tells us in 1st John 5, verse 4, that for whosoever is born of God, overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. So now you begin to see the difference between this new life. When the law was there, it was a fault finder, a corrector. People do not have the power to completely obey. But in Christ, the power is there to obey and to overcome and to live holy. Praise the Lord. Now you may be asking now, so what does this have to do with Raising my children. Now, this is the answer. Apart from the fact that God came to our level to show, remember, in the first phase, he told, he instructed. In this phase, He is showing, God is showing us the way, that is, his son. We as parents would need to lead by example, and the children must be able to see how we model the life that we are requiring or requesting them to leave. And sometimes they're going to come to us and ask why. And it is important that we explain to them. In the process of explaining to them, we we'll bring them to knowledge because the stage they are now, remember, they've gotten to a point in which they can reason, they can ask questions. And so you bring them to the knowledge of God. You bring them to the knowledge of the principles of God. So the lesson here is that a time must come when the instruction we are giving to our children. It's not just do and don't. That the reason for instruction is not because I said so. You know, the taskmaster, you must not even ask questions. But in this case, asking questions is an opportunity to learn more about who? About God. Because that stage is the stage that they are in. So you, as a parent, must be able to demonstrate unto them what you are asking them to do. In a later session, we are going to be talking about modeling as even a greater form of passing instruction. So what we have said is that our focus must not be to build a strong system or even a stronger system of rules and regulations and rights around them. While that may have merits, they soon become mechanical shortly after, and the substance will begin to get lost. Our children must come to know Jesus and learn to work with him by faith and not fear remember the servant the servant to be afraid but in this new dispensation the principle is the principle of faith and love are you with me now so there must be a transition from servant to sons from following external rights to receiving the spirit of sons through the holy spirit are you following me now so the bible says that god what did he do that we might receive the adoption of sons he sent his holy spirit so the third thing he gave unto us was the Holy Spirit. So the first, he gave the law, telling us. The second, he gave Jesus Christ, showing us. And the third, he gave us the Holy Spirit to help us to do. Now, the Holy Spirit is a helper. Are you following now? So before we go into the point about the Holy Spirit, there is one more thing I think it would be important to emphasize. Note that if someone does not experience that transformation, that translation from servants under the elements and the rudiments of this world and does not come into Christ, the person becomes a legalist, just like the scribes and Pharisees. That was why Jesus Christ said, except your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. So there are many people who successfully raised scribes and Pharisees. People or children who grew up under the environment of Rights and laws, and you know the problem that ensues of the law that was not given. If there is a situation, you don't have the power, you don't have the grace, you don't have the power to say no because it is only what you are told that you know about what you have not been told, you don't know about it. So, some children grew up just like the Pharisees and scribes, they did not accept Jesus. They only continued in the rites and old system of external obedience. They are not led by the Spirit. They got arrested in the slave stage and did not progress to become sons who are led by the Spirit of God. And this is a perfect segue to the third and last point. So in verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son then an heir of god through christ remember first the father gave the law to instruct the next he sent his son the express image of himself hebrews chapter one tells us that to show us the perfect way and now he sent the holy spirit to guide us as we walk in this perfect way so you will notice that the walk that God was doing at the time He sent the Holy Spirit is not an external work. It is a work of the earth. You know, Psalm 32, verse 8 to 9 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bits and brittle, referring to the law. The Holy Spirit that is given unto us our guide another word for the holy spirit is counselor so notes it will still teach and train it will still show us by bringing to our remembrance all that we have learned in christ but you see it's going to do more of counseling as we walk in the way now what is the implication of this as our children grow if we have taught them in due time if we have given them the right instructions and we have brought them to the saving knowledge of god in christ a time will come that what we will be doing will be more of counseling. Will be more of guiding because they have access to Christ. Are you following now? So during this time, we are not forcing them like a horse or a mole, Which have no understanding. We are not explaining everything away. Because they do not understand scripture principles. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to get this understanding. And learn from our Father our Heavenly Father, a perfect example of a Father that we should follow. And I pray that God will help us to bring up our children in such a way that the Word of God will dwell in them, in their inward parts, and the life of Christ will be made evident through them in Jesus' name. So as we launch into the next set of studies, we will begin to delve into how, that is, practical ways. I'm trusting God through the Holy Spirit to help us comprehend the depth of the commitments required to raise our children as heirs of the kingdom, following the example of our Father in heaven, and taking the diligence that it requires to bring them up to adults, matured men and women that will walk with God, tarry with God, and inherit life eternal in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the example you have given unto us as Father. We are asking this day, O Lord, that you will help us to follow your footsteps in dealing with mankind, applying your divine principles, such that as you have created a clear path for us to see you in eternal life, we will not miss the great privilege of raising our children and helping them through from their childhood to the point in which they are able to stand on their own and walk with you and become yes of eternal life in Jesus' name. Thank you because we trust that you have answered us. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.